Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Wadproof Bionic is a revolutionary mobile technology to measure and improve your mobility, flexibility, and range of motion. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic has everything needed to build the daily sessions tailored to your body. Bionic will help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. All right, guys, we are live. This is the Difference Makers podcast. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. Today we have with us Matt Delugos. Matt is one of the underdogs, one of the underdogs athletic team members down in Las Vegas. Uh, We've spoken with some of the other ones. You may know a bunch of the faces down there, but we got Matt with us today. And not only is he one of the team members down there that's training in Las Vegas with Justin Collar, he is also one of their remote coaches as well. So if you have some remote programming from underdogs, it may be with coach Matt Delugos. So Matt, Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited too. We got, we got lots to cover here. So we were just talking and I mentioned, yeah, I didn't recognize you from last season to this season until like Wadapalooza and it was a facial hair. The facial hair yeah. game changed for you. So if you guys are, are listening, you had a pretty strong beard going. I did. I had the big like kind of mountain man-esque beard where it was just real thick through the neck. Um, yeah. And I didn't have any hair on top. So I kind of flip-flopped it for, for this season. <laughs> um, that took all the hair. It's, it's growing back. It's growing in. Um, okay. And we just went with a little, you know, a little trimmed up mustache and clean cut on the face. And so you switching it up a little bit. Switching up a little bit. You're going you're gonna to keep it through the season? You're going to keep it through? Uh, is it yeah. granite? Yeah, yeah, I got granite coming up in three weeks. Um, three weeks, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it through the season. We'll keep it for a while. I like, I like my hair. Um, funny little story about that. My dad is he's bald, and he started balding when he was like a little bit younger than me, honestly. Um, and so I think like I know that I'm not balding. I know that I'm not like getting close to that point. But I think it's just that like seeing his head all the time. I'm like, ooh, I want to keep my hair. <laughs> I got to grow it out. I want to keep it as long as I can. <laughs> I honestly, I was the same way, except for the opposite. I'm like, my dad's got some good hair. And then I was like, he had, he had pretty good hair all growing up through my life. And I was like, I'm starting to lose mine a little bit. I'm like, wait, isn't it like it's from your mom's side or something? So yeah. it has nothing to do with my dad. And I was like, ah, man. And yeah, I look at my yeah, uncle no. and I was like, hmm. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I know that it has nothing. It's always from you know, from your mom's side, but my grandpa has really nice hair. My mom, I guess, has nice hair, but yeah, so I think I was blessed with, with everything. So anyway, okay, back to the, back to the main reason we have you here, not about your hair. So how's training been going? You got granite coming up in three weeks. So granite, you're going individual. Mm -hmm. Um, You're training. Who? You're the only male. Are you the only male semifinal competitor training at underdogs? Uh, no, um, Mitch McLoon, okay. also known as Carrie Pierce's boyfriend. <laughs> um, he's competing in, he's competing at the Mac this year. Okay. So 
but unfortunately Mitch doesn't get to come in too much because he he works like a real a real person job a real adult job um which hats off to him for doing that and competing um he's a stud but he gets he comes in on the weekend so like throughout the week it's really just me in there throwing out with the girls okay how's that been for you and your training like you know we, we hear from some other competitors that training with another male competitor every single day would be pretty taxing on the mind, but you get to be with some of the best women in the world. Does that help you? Do you think, or how do you, how do you feel like that sits for you? You know, it's hard for me to say because I've, I've really like, I got to train with Tola last year. Um, and so we, it was me and Tola and then we had the three girls to, to train with and that was a pretty good balance because you, you know, you have somebody who's like, he's a, he's a bro. He can throw down with you. Like, you know, you can make jokes and crack whatever and like have a good time with it. Um, but then at the same time, you, you still like kind of have, you know, a reasonable score to push with or, or person to beat. Um, not that the girls aren't reasonable to push with, but like last year, whenever it was Carrie and Bethany, like, and Danielle, those are top 10 games athletes, you know? So, um, it's just, it's a little bit different, but I, I, I don't mind training with the girls. Um, like I don't mind throwing down with them because I think like each, like the, the, the skills that they have and the strengths that they have are a little bit different than mine uh, anyways. Right. So like just being able to be pushed on different workouts, like be pushed by these girls that are really good at gymnastics or really good at, you know, long conditioning pieces um, uh, or that are super strong. Right. Like all of those different things you know, it kind of helps. And then at the same time, you don't, you're not like, oh, well, shit, I didn't list as much as, you know, this person today, or my Metcon score was only this, like, you know, you, you're competing against yourself, you want to do the best that you can. Um, and you've got these girls to push you. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh, you're going to take a spot from me. If you beat me on this workout, or if you beat me at this competition, you're not taking the spot from me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like, no, it's, like a, it's like a healthy version of, of competition, I think. Yeah, because I think in some environments, it'd be tough, like to, I mean, I would say actually in the same environment for you, like you have three girls who are all top 10 games athletes competing. I mean, they all went to the uh, West Coast Classic last year, and they're mm -hmm. all competing against each other every single day. And then they go out and compete on the floor. Like mentally, that's got to be tough. I can only imagine, man. Yeah, but. I know they it's have. one of those things too. Like I think that Justin Kotler did has done a really good job of fostering like this, you know, really caring and compassionate and um, you know helpful environment for everybody to train in. So we know that we're competing, or you know, in terms of the girls, like they know that they're competing against each other and for spots. But it's like the better that one of them does, the better that they all do, right? Like yeah. if Bethany's pushing them as hard as they can then like that's only going to make Carrie and Danielle better. Right. And so like, there was never any, there's never like any animosity. There's never any like conflict or anything like that. It was like, it was, it was a really cool thing to experience because you just saw three professionals getting better and getting each other better every single day. Yeah. Now, how does that work then with like coaching and, and giving each other little tips? Like, did they ever step in to help you? Do you ever step in and help them? Like, is that a pretty frequent thing? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I learned that from Tola because as a young, like young athlete and like not really, you know, 
having the achievements that somebody like Carrie or Bethany or Danielle has, like I felt a little intimidated to step in and try to fix something that they're doing or try to give them some kind of advice. Cause it's like, what does this kid know? You know, what mm -hmm. is, what is he going to do to help me you know, get better? But, um, I saw Tola start to step in and do some of that stuff whenever it came to things that he was really good at. So yeah. anytime it was lifting, anytime it was psych barbell cycling or gymnastics, like there were a lot of things that Tola would step in and, and say, that, Hey, you know, this is what I do. Try it this way. Um, and so that's what I started to try to do was like find little things that I knew that I was decently good at, like, you know, whether it's rowing or rope climbs or, you know, wall ball, like whatever it is. Um, yeah to step in and, and give a little bit of help and like honestly once i did that the first time it like broke down all the barriers right like it, it kind of put us all on the same playing field and like they started to come up and you know offer me advice on on metcons on on how i was doing a movement or how i was thinking about a workout or reacting to it or responding to it i mean i mean um and so yeah it, like i said it just kind of it wasn't like we were trying to hide secrets it wasn't like i was like oh well because like I said, it, the better that, the better that one of us does, the better that we all do. Yeah. So like, if we can all be really great at rowing, we're just going to keep getting better at rowing, right? Like I, I'm not going to want to lose to Bethany on a row workout. No. Um, so like little, little things like that here and there. Um, I think like over the, over the last like year and a half really accumulated to all of us kind of like being there for each other. And, and like I said, we're helping each other out, but we're like, it, it's friendly. It's all like, you know, like they appreciated that they've, they've came up and said, said those things. And like, anytime they have something to say, obviously they're at the top of their game. So I'm like, I'm all ears. That's awesome. Now you guys all train together. You guys all live in kind of the same area as well in the same buildings in that you ever find like you just spend too much time together. Um, I think that, I think that everybody, operates on their own you know schedule and just kind of in within their own lane yeah. so there are times where you know we're it's a lot and we're just with each other all day and like a couple of days in a row and like off days rest days recovery days all that stuff but i think each person has their own way of um recharging their battery like whether it's a morning routine whether it's taking some time at night to you know to separate and so like really in the thick of the season, I, everybody kind of, kind of withdraws at the same time. Like once we're done at the gym and once we're done with our session, everybody like pack our stuff, we head out and then I'll see, I'll see you guys the next day. Like yeah. it, it's never too much, you know? Okay. That's good. I, yeah. I've always wondered about that. Cause like you guys are all like so tight together and like, even with the living situations, I've talked with other people before who, who are in the space that say like, yeah, like I could never do a training camp or a training environment like that. It's just like too much, too much stimulus, too much time to dedicate to it. And then other people are like, no, I thrive on that. And I thrive on the training in that situation. So it's, it's interesting to hear all the different perspectives, but I think the biggest thing that it comes down to is personalities, what you need for yourself and then how well you can manage that. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to like, knowing yourself and knowing how to like set some of those boundaries mm -hmm. um because that's something i didn't know at first like remember i was out here and you know, obviously i was starstruck at first and like always just wanting to be around everybody and be with everybody um and not that i don't now but 
it's different, right? Like I realized that I need some time to focus on myself. Like I need some time maybe to just do mobility, like hit the sauna, get some food. And like, I just want to do that by myself, you know, because I've been with, I've been with people from nine in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's like, I just want some time to separate a little bit. Like I just need some of that. And so, you know, being able to like set your own boundaries and, and find what works for you, I think is, is key. And like realizing that with other people, like realizing that like, I don't need to spend all day, you know, hanging out with so-and-so because like, I'll see them, I'll see them again. And they have their own things that they need to do. Like they have things that they want to take care of and just like, you know, they just want to spend time by themselves too. So yeah, I get it. it and, and I think that you're right. I think it does come down to personality. When, um, when, when did you first move out there? In January of 2021. It was like the third okay. that I got out here. Yeah. Drove across the country. So you were, yeah. So you, you you've been one of the longest residents there then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I came out here. Um, so Justin, Justin moved out here in like May of 2020. And then Carrie moved out not long after. Um, and then she qualified for the 2020 like stage two of the yeah. games and he was like oh you should come out and just like you know see what it's like we're going to train hard for the games like you should come out and be a part of it mm-hmm. um and then you know and, and kind of within that it was like you know maybe see if this is something you would want to do so i did just that i came out here for a week um packed all my stuff up to like go back home and whenever i was sitting on the plane i was like yeah i'm gonna move out here and that was in like whatever it was september maybe mm-hmm. um and then yeah, moved out here, and it was the the four, the five of us. Tola was still out here. Um, Bethany was healthy. Carrie was still competing. Danielle, obviously. So nice. It's been cool to see the evolution of it. Yeah, definitely. And then, how did you get in contact with Justin? Like, how was that? How did that start? So I've known Justin. I've known Justin for a while. Is it, it was like 2018, I think, that I met him. Um, he was helping out with this organization called the uh, United States Functional Fitness Federation, I think, okay. or USAFF. Anyways, he was, it was crazy. It was in my state. It was in West Virginia down in like, you can ask him about it. It was kind of back in the holler. It was, it was down South. Um, literally we did this competition on like plywood sheets. <laughs> like we had like a lake right behind the rig. It was kind of cool. Um, but that's where I first met him. And then we went to London and I competed on a team there and that's kind of where our bond started or where we just like started connecting. Um, And then a year later or like a year and a half later, I asked him if he was taking on any athlete and he was like, yeah, sure. I'll coach you. Um, You know, did phenomenal uh, after working with him, like worked with him for a year and then moved out here. And so I've been with him for a little over two years. I think it's a little over two years. Um, okay. that I've been with him. So, was the USAFF that's the like the uh, IFFF functional fitness? Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you were, so you were on a team for that. My first year, I was on a team uh, with a couple of cool, cool people. Um, still remember them. Still talk to a couple of them. But I was on a team that year, and then the next year that I did it um was which was in sweden i competed individually 
Okay. And then with COVID, it you know things just kind of. I don't think that they fizzled out. I'm sure that they're still doing things, but yeah, you know, I think they're coming back. On. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you, so you've competed on a team at regionals, mm-hmm. and then um, your individual. Did your individual career start? I guess at the um, semifinals last year. Um, I think technically you could say that it started before then. Um, so I competed in 2019. So I competed on the team for a while and then the rest of the team like went their own way. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to try to still compete. Um, so I did the Mac actually in 2019. Um, and then I went to this like small, this was a kind of a crazy story. I went to this small local comp that was like five hours north of where I live. Um, went there, won, and then after I won, they were like, oh, you received an invitation to go compete at the Norwegian CrossFit Championship. And I think this was the year that this was the year that they were doing the like top finisher at yeah. the sanctionals. Yeah. So I got to go to Norway, which was, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but it was freaking cool. It was such a cool experience. It was yeah. amazing. Um, Norway is gorgeous. If you got, if you ever get the chance to go, I would go. Um, but you got to go to Norway and compete and then things shut down. Yeah. So that was 2020, like early 2020. Um, and then, you know, just kind of, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know, like what's going to come of this. But then I ended up moving out here competing at, um, at West coast. And yeah, now it's like, now it's like full-time, full-time. So now full-time, full-time and you, you're going like head down individual this year. Yeah. Now we just had the first two workouts announced for the semifinals and mm-hmm. you must've just been like rubbing their hands together, ready for these two. We got 10 yeah, rounds yeah. of legless rope climbs and shuttles, and then a, a lifting complex with um, three cleans, two front squats, one shoulder to overhead. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty what did excited. you think? I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's cool. Um, you know, I told Justin Kotler this, I was like, anything that comes out is going to be good. It could be like a max deficit handstand pushup. And I would have loved it. Um, cause I just like competing. Like I like, I like the tests. I like not like the specific test, but I just like testing my fitness and like, it yeah. might not be something that I'm strong at, but I want to test it. I want to see where I can get. Um, but those two workouts are, I like those two a lot. I'll just say that. Yeah. And I guess on the legless rope climb, you're probably one of the taller guys in the field too. Yeah. So, um, another crazy little story. So I, well, I, I get to compete against Brent Fikowski this year, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah. That's like a kind of, I wouldn't say it's like a dream come true, but it's like, you know, he's somebody that as a tall guy, you look up to. And so it's like, I get to share the floor with this guy now. Like that's it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Um, but last year after West Coast, I think that I, I got a little bit of attention because on a couple of workouts where I had to hang from the bar or stand at the stand under the bar and just reach up, um, like I, I was smacking my feet everywhere. And so Brent was like, and I think he, it happened at the games as well where he had some trouble with like the ring height. Mm-hmm. So he sent me a message and was like, hey, you know, we're trying to get this data to give to CrossFit so that way they can make some changes. Um, but he told me that I was the tallest athlete last year that competed at the semifinal. So okay. I think to answer your question, I think I am the tallest or, you know, that's, 
yeah kind of a cool accolade to have you know yeah i mean that's one of those things i've never had to worry about you know usually the height is fine for me yeah but what happens in that situation you you know if you're doing like pull-ups or something you're kicking the ground every time you just have to learn how to do pull-ups differently yeah yeah so justin Kotler has had me he literally i like i don't use a pull-up bar that's my height anymore um yeah he's like he's like if you're gonna go here and comp- if you're gonna you know make it to the next level make it to the games all that he's like we got to get better at competing you know in the circumstances that you're going to be given mm-hmm. so every day we practice with a short bar where i'm reaching up and i can touch it uh, so it's a little weird but you know just trying to not have any excuses not have any like i don't want to get there practicing on a tall bar and then be like you know throwing a, a hissy fit because this bar is short or something like that like i just yeah. want to be ready for it and even like ring heights probably there's only a certain amount that they can adjust for you guys mm-hmm. yeah luckily um I, I don't i don't remember his last name but dylan from loud live he helped me out with the rings last year at west coast classic so big thank you to him but they moved him up for me just a little bit for that last event nice that's solid yeah. and then uh the lifting have you started to think about what you're going to do for that complex you don't have to you don't have to give out any numbers here but you start yeah. to think about it, you start um, playing with it? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking back on some different, like, you know, different complexes that I've hit um, and, and some different things. I think it'll be a tough one, though, because it's, it's such a finicky – like, the jerk, I think, is going to be the limiter for people. It's like, are you going to be able to jerk after, you know, five squats, like three squat, maybe three squat cleans, two front squats, like – it might not seem like a lot of weight, you know, guys might have a 380 jerk, but it's like, are you going to be able to hit 315 on some higher legs? Um, yeah. So it's, it'll definitely be an interesting workout. That's for sure. But I, I like the, I like my, my chances of it. I've been feeling really strong. Um, that's a good job. Preparing us and uh, yeah, I just, I feel, I feel really excited for that one. Really excited for the leg list too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we got a note. You just hit a nice little 280 power snatch the other day. Yeah. Is that a PR lift there? I did hit that. That was a PR. That was a five pound PR. Nice. And yeah, that, and it's, it's like, it's cool to hit that because we, we, I hit that after some like, um, some longer like weight vest intervals. Um, but that just, I, and I'm not saying that's like brag or anything, but that's just like the confidence that I have in Justin's programming. It's like you can be beat up and you're still hitting PRs. And you're still getting fitter and, and all this other stuff. So I love it. That's money. That lift was nice too. Like, you, you know, you'll see some and you're like, okay, yeah, you got it. But it got him a little bit too, but that was a nice one. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right. So you got to tell me too, where did the anime shirts come from? So if we, man. on your Instagram, people go and look, you often have some, some nice oh, little shit, yeah. uh, variety of anime shirts going here. I do, and, I, and I've been picking some. I've been picking some new ones up, you know, trying to get ready for, for Granite Games. But, uh, I mean, where did it start? So Tola was the one who got me into watching anime. Um, okay. I started watching Avatar. Was the one that he recommended. Yeah. Um, the Last Airbender. So I was like, all right, let me watch this. And then from there, I was just like started exploring, and um, like Kyra is into anime, and um, you know, a couple other people that I talked to. So just started like watching different ones, watching random ones. And then what's, what's cool for me is that I'm like, 
Um, do you, do you follow much of like the UFC? A little bit here and there. I wouldn't say I'm I'm following anything. I I kind of know some things, but not not gotcha. super super knowledgeable. So there's a fighter, uh, Israel Adesanya, yeah, okay. who is the um, I forget what weight class he is, but he's the champ, and he has a lot of like anime influence and in, in just the way that he goes about his training, his fights, his preparation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and what he talks about a lot is how like he sees that imitated through his life. So he sees like the anime is imitated in the things that he does in his daily life. And um, not to get too, too weird or anything like that, but I see some of the similarities too, where I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll watch a show or I'll, I'll watch something and, um, and I'll just be like, Oh man, like I can relate to that character. Like that's how I feel. And like, this is what they did to overcome whatever. This is what they did to, you know, to, to become their you know best version or, um, you know, to, to reach whatever they're trying to reach. So, I just I, like I pull from that stuff. Like I, I think it's I think it's relatable. Um, I really like watching watching a, a bunch of different animes. So and so those t-shirts for me are like a reminder. It's like okay, hey, like you got to lock in. Like you know you got to bring it. You got to focus. Nice. That hey, wherever you can draw that motivation from, like everybody's got something. Everybody should have something, anyways. Yeah. You know. And everybody's drawing from a little different area of inspiration. So I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's a different way to kind of look at it than I think some other people would go about it, but like everybody needs their own thing. Everybody's got to get in there in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I have, I have pretty strong wise as far as what I do and why I do it um, and the things that I want to accomplish through it. But I, I love, like, I, you know, I'm sure that you can get this sense. I don't really take myself too seriously. Um, I like to have fun. I like to just be a goofball. And so I think with these anime, you know, with these anime references and um, like, I think that that's kind of a way for me to be, take it a little bit less, not take it a little bit less serious, but take a little bit of the weight of what I'm trying to do off of my shoulders um, yeah. and let myself just enjoy it, you know? No, for sure. That's no, awesome. I love that. All right, so you guys down there, you got your training all fired up right now. Everybody's kind of gearing up. Is it a little bit weird to prep with some of this stuff with uh, the staggering of your weeks? Like you're going week three, you know, some of the girls are going week one, week two. Um, so not, not really. Um, Kyra and Danielle are both at the max, so they're week two. I have Alex. Garza, uh, Alex Gazan to train with. So her and I are both going to the Granite Games. So we all, we're like always hitting skill pieces, Metcons, uh, conditioning, accessory together, just cause like, you know, we know that we're both on the same timeline. Um, mm -hmm. Like we know like when we need to push, when we can pull back a little bit, um, how to push each other. She's a, she's a stud of an athlete. Like she's gonna, she's gonna do some serious damage at, at Granite Games. So. Um, and then we have Allie who's going to Canada. So I don't think it's gotten weird yet. Um, I was just talking to Justin and he said that he's, you know, he reminded me that he's leaving next week and he'll be gone for pretty much a straight month. Like I won't yeah. see him until I get to Minnesota. So that I think will be a little bit weird because he's leaving. Um, our other assistant coach, Kiefer Lammy is leaving. Um, and then we'll start to have some of the athletes like peace out. Yeah. So, like after next week, I think it'll be kind of quiet and it'll start to, it might start to get weird, but it'll probably just start to get a little bit more real. Like, Oh, 
yeah. time. I get the game time. I thought the you know the one unique thing is you guys are all training for different events, and in the past it's been regionals. So you know across the world everybody's doing the same seven events, let's say. But yeah. as the programming starts to roll out, you know, like at least you guys are all in North America. It's more similar, but every event has is completely different. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I'm still a young athlete and competitor, so I don't, I obviously didn't get to compete at regionals individually, but um, I can understand where people would bring up that argument of like, oh, well, potentially say like, oh, well, if I was at syndicate, those workouts are great for me. I would have done great there. Um, like I, I could see where, you know, where maybe some of the programming bias or uh, just like the, 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 uh, movements that they include in a semifinal or they exclude in a semifinal like I could see where people would start to you know start to get a little bit upset at that but um I don't know I think it's just like I think it just comes down to you, you just have to be ready you just have to show up like you can't control what they're going to give you so you yeah to be ready for whatever it is have you ever considered that like different types of athletes will come out of different regions though like I think it was a question or not regions, but semifinals is like yeah. the was it was it syndicate? Syndicate's all like heavy, heavy, and there's Dude, that's little exactly skill. What I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I was like, you, like eighteen muscle ups in a workout. I think yeah. like I think that that King Kong has eighteen of them. Yeah. Um, versus, if you look at the last or not last chance, but the the online qualifiers that they did last year, and they had sixty. Yeah. Right. And it's like they had a dumbbell that was 50 pounds versus now syndicates got 18 ring muscle ups and a 200 pound sandbag. And I'm not talking smack on any, on any competition or programming or anything. Like that. Yeah. But you're right. I think that I would hope though, that like over the next couple of years, as I'm, as I'm really getting into the meat of my career, that like these, the, the line to get to the games becomes a little bit more clear as mm-hmm. far as like the open generally test, right and then quarterfinals generally test this and like as you get further and further you start to kind of get a more clear picture of like what's tested at each level yeah um but i could definitely see that i was like yeah i thought the same thing about syndicate i was like that looks looks hot and heavy for all the yeah i mean i think it was at granite last year the longest event was like 14 minutes Mm-hmm. you know and it's yeah. like versus our versus our rock run that had like a 45 minute time cap yeah like, like the you, people were getting called on yeah it seems like i mean not to just kind of go at crossfit here it seems like there needs to be a little bit more standardization of of some of the qualification process especially with the semifinal events and the programming yeah yeah because again like you you know you kind of you test a little bit like like it's general from the start and then as the process gets closer to the games you are you know trimming away uh or trimming towards a certain type of athlete like a certain avatar so but yeah you would just hope that that picture is more clear as the future starts to get here you know yeah but hopefully so- they do that with with the new with like new ceos and new people in charge of different things that's the hope so you said, you know, as you get into the meat of your career, you're younger than I thought. How old, How old you? did you think I was? I don't know. It's a mustache. I thought you're older because of the mustache. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm 24. Yeah. Okay. So when I first, I think you you were rocking the mustache at um, Wadapalooza, mm-hmm. and you're with Con and James on a team of three. I thought you were way old. I thought you were in your late late 20s. The the mustache might be aging you up a little bit here. That's okay. I'm fine <laughs> with it. I don't. I'm young at heart. I know that. Um, no. Good. I've never, I've always got that though. Like people have all, I think because I've like always had a beard or I've always had facial hair. Yeah. People have always been like, oh, how old are you? 26, 28? I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> I would get that whenever I was like, you know, just turned 20. They're like, oh my gosh, are you 25? Are you 26? Are you 27? I'm like, nope. Just turned 20. <laughs> just just got here. Sorry. Just got a thick beard. And, and I'm the <laughs> yeah. opposite where like mine's all patchy. So like I have like, I had to shave specifically because i have right. gaps in between <laughs> yeah no it's gotten better over no. the years it used to be I like say, hair and then stuff. yeah yeah uh, well thank you thank you yeah, no problem um so more of my point is uh wadapalooza tell us about that experience so you were with con and james and these are two two veterans and two people yeah. from the other side of the world so how did this all come about yeah that so that was kind of funny they Reached out to Justin because Ricky was in Las Vegas training with us because he was in between Dubai and Wadapalooza. Yeah. So he was like training with us for a while and their third guy, Jay Crouch, he ended up pulling out. And so mm-hmm. they were like, well, we need a third. Like, you know, is Ricky available? It's, it could still be the Aussies. And uh, at that time, Ricky was still trying to go individual. But he was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. And then I think they asked, I want to say they asked Tola as well, mm-hmm. but Tola was getting ready for a big change in his life, um, which he had like kind of told told us a little bit about what it was, but he didn't tell us like everything. So he was just kind of being real vague about it, but he was like, no, nah, I can't do that right now. Um, and so Justin was like, hey, do you want to do this? And at first I was like, well, I don't know. Do you think like, I want to focus on this year, blah, blah, blah. He's like, dude, it's Miami. It's going to be a blast. And you get to do it with James and Colin. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, sure. But I was like, so I was super nervous. So like, the, like you just said, those two are legends. Like those two are yeah, obviously superstars. Like they're so fit and they're just, you know, they're just legends in the sport. They're like, you know, they've been around forever. Like I remember watching videos of Colin in like 2014. Um, and so going down there, like at first I was starstruck, but I just tried to, again, try to keep my cool. Um, <laughs> And then really like, like we lived, we were like, it was like 24 seven. Like yeah. we, we got there, we would train, we went back to the house. We had this Airbnb and they, they told me this whole story, but it was supposed to be a three bedroom. Um, there was a couch, there was a single bed. And then me and James, like we basically slept on the floor. We like pulled all the stuff off the couch, like laid everything down. So there was two of us on the floor we would like have to walk over each other to go to the bathroom or whatever uh and then one of us in the bathroom so or one of us in the bat in the bedroom so we got to know each other really well off the start but we just like we hit it off and um yeah i i love those dudes like i have so much respect for them i have so much so much appreciation for all the things james has been amazing um like i'll send james a like a you know video of myself talking or just like a voice memo you know, asking him questions, asking him how he's doing, all that kind of stuff. And he'll do the same thing. We'll get right back to me and be like, hey, Maddie, 
like, you know, asking me how training's going, uh, asking if, if he can do anything to like help me with the training, like if there's something that I need help with or whatever. Um, and then he's done a lot for me as far as like helping like start my own, not start my own brand, but like start to develop a brand for myself and a name for myself and, you know, what that looks like as far as navigating the, the you know, the world of sponsorships and brands and, uh, and just developing as an athlete to become more full-time. Um, so they, they've done a lot for me. I, I have nothing but appreciation for them. Nice. And whose idea was it? I want to come back to the brand thing in a minute, but whose idea was it for the shirts? You guys rock some, some sweet, like, I wanted to say Hawaiian shirts, but we're in Miami. So you guys rock those for a full event. You yeah. Know, what, tell, tell us about the, what, what oh, was the man. party shirt idea? Yeah, that, that was the party shirt. That was Colin for sure. Uh, I guess they they were like wanting to start a brand that was, um, you know, they they had, they, they want to start this brand that's like matching party shirts with, with matching speedos or matching <laughs> trunks or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. So they were like, Oh, well, we're going to do it. Like we're going to wear this. And, um, like Colin gave me a shirt and all that, all that fun stuff. And, um, that was just, a, that was a really cool day. Cause you know, we got, we got called off because of the rain delay. Yeah. And so, so we're back in the hotel. We're like drinking a couple beers um hanging out the whole day we like hung out until four because we thought they were going to call it and then they were like no come back you're going to compete and so we were like all right like, let's do it let's go have some fun let's go have a blast um and we were like feeling really really good about the last two events and then we rocked the party shirt and we got the walk off event win yeah um and hit the shoey it was just <laughs> that, that was a great experience man that was so cool uh, let's see if I can let's see if I can pull the picture up for people who are watching here. Please do. That was great. I get it. There we go. Party shirt on, <laughs> hitting the shoey. Whoever got this shot was this was this Vinny? Whoever got no, this, this guy, great is, shot. Uh, Sean Ellis, I think he's a great. Oh yeah, he's a great photographer. But dude, yeah, that was so cool, huh? That was freaking. And like the boys were 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 wild the whole time. They were like having a blast with it. I was obviously having a blast with them, and that was like that was such a cool experience, man. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Man, you guys look like you're having fun, and you know, kind of even going back and forth with Noah's team, Travis, Noah, and uh, Chandler Smith. You guys look mm -hmm. like you're going back and forth, like having a good time with each other. It wasn't too serious, but you guys were all competing for, for some money and, and, you know, yeah. a good time. But like, what was that like being able to just kind of have fun competing on the floor where it wasn't like super, super strict and serious the whole time? Honestly, it helped me with my development, uh, with like my mental development as an athlete, because I don't really have a lot of experience competing. Um, and in the past, like, you know, whenever I've gone to like in 2019, I did the Mac or whatever. Those aren't, those weren't competitions where I was like, okay, there's like something serious on the line here. Like I was doing that just to kind of like get the exposure of competing. Um, and then I went to West Coast Classic and I kind of put, I put a lot of expectation on myself where I was like, I have to, I have to finish in the top five. Like I, I, and I always believe that I can do it. Um, but I, I put those expectations and whenever that kind of, started to look like it wasn't going to happen that like, that messed with my head a lot and so going down to going down to Wadapalooza and throwing down with the guys like they 
they took it serious enough. Like they, they, I mean, obviously they take it serious enough. Like they, you know, they made sure that their nutrition was on point, their hydration, their sleep, uh, made sure that they warmed up, like cooled down, all that kind of stuff. But whenever it came to the actual, like competing, like the actual events, Mm-hmm. their their demeanor which was like so laid back and not that serious um but still went out there and crushed it like that kind of that, that kind of opened my eyes to saying like okay and I get it you know it's, it's a three-man team doesn't mean a lot you don't have a ticket to the games on the line but you know it showed me that like you can still go out there and have a blast and kick ass like you can still go out there and have fun and and it doesn't need to be super serious and beating your head up after a workout like you can go out there throw down you know, talk some shit along the way um, and slap your buddy's butt when you're done. Like, it's just workouts, you know, it's just working out. That's really yeah. all it is. And now that mindset, that that attitude, is that going to play a factor coming into Granite and like how you approach that event? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like coming in knowing that, and, and I'm also coming in knowing that if it doesn't happen this year, it's not the end of the world. Like, there are guys who have been to way more semifinals or way more regionals that have never made it. And like, there are guys that have, you know, that have been there for like, there. obviously you're going to have your stars that go out and like, you know, crush it. But for me, I'm like, if I can go out there and do everything that I can, uh, everything that I can within my control and get through the end of the weekend, like I can't, I can't hang my head on that. Um, and I know, like I said, I know that this is just the start of, you know, what is hopefully a long career for me. So, I go out there and I have a blast with it like I think that's when I do a little bit better to be honest with you like when you go out there and just realize that it's it's okay if you finish in 15th place like it's not that big of a deal it's just one competition that you know a couple people are watching or like mom and dad are at but in the grand scheme of life like it's gonna go on life is gonna continue yeah um and and for me you know I'm trying to change the narrative of my story to be more about the journey uh instead of the destination so I make it to the games this year awesome like obviously i'm gonna you know, I'm, I'm really trying for that but if i don't i realize that there's plenty of other opportunities for me and like this is just another another step in the right direction so i love hearing that um man i'm excited for you i'm happy to see how this is gonna go and i, I love hearing where your head's at going into the event because i think that you know <laughs> It's funny because through this, the Wadproof family of things and through the uh, uh, being able to come down to Vegas for a couple of days and, and seeing you guys train, like I, I'm just hoping the best for all you guys. And it's it's sweet to see that environment. It was really cool to be there. And even talking to Kotler, like everybody talks about the family environment and, and like how much work you guys are putting together. And it's really cool to see. And I I, I think you guys are all going to do great this year. And it's, it's awesome to see how you guys have pushed each other and elevated each other in so many different ways not just on the floor and uh, i'm excited to see what this season brings for all you guys thank you man yeah i'm excited to see i'm excited to see these girls go out and crush it like they're gonna they're we're we're doing a lot of cool things in training that like people are gonna it's gonna raise some eyebrows when when we get out onto the floor so i'm excited for people to see that awesome uh, oh, on that note, before we go, let's talk about the brand a little bit. When you talk about building a brand, you talked about building yeah. your personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has what kind of work have you put into building that personal brand? Is it more around the type of content you're putting out on your socials? Is it more building your athlete or sorry, your coaching content? 
What? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think as far as like practically what I've been doing is like trying to make, you know, trying to make as much content that I like um, and trying to, you know, pump that out a little bit more, be more active on my socials. Um, I know that that like that's always been something that I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm kind of getting into, you know, getting into the world of, like I said, brands and sponsorships and deals, like, you know, that stuff plays, a, that pl- plays a big role. Um, but at the same time, it, it also can, it can be a negative, right? Like social media can be such a negative where you put out and create this like false, uh, you know, false sense of, of yourself or you, you're, you're like a false reality almost, or, you know, you're trying too hard to look like x or y and not really you know that that might not be exactly what your day-to-day life looks like um and so i think from more of like a general standpoint as a brand for myself like as matt delugos what i'm trying to do is bridge this gap of like my social media is a pure reflection of what i'm doing day to day like there's nothing extra i'm not putting on for anything i'm not you know i'm not faking anything i'm not lying about stuff or not that people do that out there but everything like I'm trying to represent this idea of authenticity um, and being as authentic as I can be and just being myself, right? Like being, and, and really what I'm trying to do is show people, you know, that they can be positive, showing people that they can be happy, showing people that there's a lot of things in this life that we can be grateful for, um, which I think is something that kind of gets diluted, especially as you're a competitive athlete, because you're always chasing something. You're always chasing after you know, you're always chasing after another uh, medal or another place or a higher spot or whatever it is. Um, but like, there's beauty in the day to day. There's beauty in everything that we go through and do. Um, and we're extremely blessed to be able to do what we do, especially as CrossFit athletes. Um, and so that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do as a brand, um, you know, or as a as an individual is show that and you know align myself with with companies or with other brands that are in line with my beliefs um which is why i love wadsworth because like just the fact that they even or that you guys even like you know took an interest in me and reached out to me it's like you know there's people out there that probably could offer you know maybe more as far as like a following right or or whatever it is but like to take the chance and believe in somebody who's you know on the younger side or on the up-and-coming side like that means a lot to me and that makes me want to work even harder for a brand like Wobproof. Um, so yeah, it's super cool. It's, it's super interesting to me, like it to just to be around all of this stuff is like, it's all new. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of navigate it all, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a really cool experience so far and I'm looking forward to like seeing what could come of, of this season and next season and the rest of my career. Awesome. Dude, on that note, thank you so much for joining. This has been a great episode. Thank you, I really Have appreciate your time. Um, so we got Granite Games coming up in a couple weeks here. Um, where can everybody find you? You're on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Matt. Hit me up right there. Matt Lugos. Straightforward. Um, there's no apostrophes in my name, so it's just DL. But uh, yeah, Matt Lugos. Hit me with a DM. Hit me with questions. Whatever it is. Awesome. Dude, on that note, thanks so much. And uh, good luck coming up at... Uh, granite and hopefully we'll talk we'll catch up with you after that thank you man appreciate you all right all right guys have a great week of training with the wadproof pro experience you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet 
From full training programs in the gym and at home to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.